This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. How are you? It is Dr. Parat. I am so glad to be back with you and to have this moment to myself to talk to you. I don't know about you guys, but my children, who are four and six, need an outlet (laughs) somewhere outside of the house. They are both actually in person for school, which is amazing and great. And yet I still find that when they are home, they are just beside themselves with what to do. And so they decide to run and chase each other and argue over toys and all the things that a four and a six-year-old do. And I don't like it. (laughs) I do not like it. It's funny as I think about, you know, the strategies I'm trying to use as a parent. And my daughter is the one that is six. My son is the one that's four. And she sort of stoops to his level, right? Like she's the six-year-old, but when he aggravates her, it's almost like she turns into a four-year-old and there they go. And so I'm working to really get her to appreciate her role as the bigger sister, her role as sort of like the example for how they can handle some of their conflict and deal with things in a better way. And it's just been a fun and challenging experience to do that because many times she doesn't want to be the bigger person. She wants to go tit for tat with him and get frustrated that he's playing with her toys. So I thought this was a neat little story to tell as we dive into our topic today, because for those of you listening who have children or are around small children or probably older children as well, you know exactly what this looks like. You know exactly what happens and you sort of see the train wreck happening and wish, right, that people had the self-awareness or the maturity to be able to turn these little sibling spats around. And the same thing is kind of happening in a lot of marriages right now. And so today we're actually going to be talking about getting along. I think one of the biggest things people come to me for help with is how to get along with each other. And I thought I would dive into this as a topic today. And I think really the same principle applies to you as sort of how I'm thinking about this for my daughter, that in order to get along 
better in your marriage, sometimes that means you have to take a leadership role and you have to decide to be the person who's going to drive the getting alongness. I know that's not a word, but you know what I mean. And so I think it's really important for us to get grounded in what it actually looks like to get along. And I chose to frame it this way intentionally because I think all too often we focus a lot on what it looks like to not get along, to be in conflict with each other, or to just have this sort of like tense, weird vibe between you and your husband. And so we spend way too much time in that zone of recognizing how much we're not getting along and focusing all our attention on what's not happening in the relationship. And so because I'm a mindset coach around the topic of marriage, I want to just kick this whole conversation off with turning, you know, it's almost like if you can imagine a double-sided coin, with turning the coin over and focusing our attention more on what it looks like to actually get along so you can sort of begin to shift your mind towards that and focus more on those things. And so when I talk about this concept, as with most of the things that I'm teaching you, I'm really coming at this from the angle of you doing your work on your side of the street. So Sure, we could define getting along as two people getting along, two people doing these things that I'm going to outline here. But I think for the purposes of this conversation, what's most important for you is to really think about the role that you can play in shifting this dynamic. Obviously, you cannot control how your husband responds to you, how he thinks about you, what way he chooses to talk to you or interact with you, but you can always control your response to him and how you're thinking about him. And so as we discuss like what it looks like to get along, I want you to think about you and how you're showing up and what you can do to create a better dynamic in your home. So the first thing that came to mind was getting along just basically is like, not having any tension or things feeling like easy and calm and light where you're just like comfortable and there's no like awkwardness, but you're really just like cool. I think that's kind of the best way to describe it. Getting along looks like you being kind and respectful, right? So it's not making those sarcastic comments or having those under your breath conversations with yourself, but really genuinely feeling like kindness and respect towards your husband, like seeing him in a really positive light. Getting along is you talking without having any kind of attitude, right? I think as women, because we're so emotional sometimes, 
our emotions drive the tone and the energy of our conversations. And so when you are intentionally focused on getting along, you're talking without having any kind of attitude. Like you don't have any agenda. You're just like light and easy breezy with it. I think when you're focused on getting along, you're also agreeable and flexible. I know that I'll even raise my hand and just give you guys a confession. My husband had a change in his schedule that was unexpected and that created sort of a domino effect in my schedule. And I didn't really want to do it. I was like, I've had these plans for months now and you have this last minute change and right? Like we can all sort of get like that sometimes. And I realized, and I just challenged myself. I was like, why am I being so difficult? Like, it's really not a big deal, but in the sake and in the spirit of one being who I want to be, but then just also keeping the peace where I can do that. Why not just not make this a big deal? Why can't I just be agreeable and flexible in this moment? And that's ultimately the place that I got myself to. And I made the shifts that I needed to with no problem at all. Another aspect of getting along is you focus more on the peace and nurturing that relationship more than you focus on proving your point and being right all the time. So this is one thing that I observe a lot when I'm working with couples and I'm just hearing them discuss an issue with each other is there is a lot of focus on proving their point, fighting for their perspective, making sure the other person understands every detail that they feel that needs to be understood. And so when you're really focused on getting along, what's best for the relationship and what's best to keep the peace takes priority over you proving your point or demonstrating just how right you are and how wrong the other person is. When you're getting along, you also just enjoy the time you spend together. Now, I know for a lot of you, you may not be doing things that you really want to be doing, but I do believe that there is a way to find contentment and gratitude and sufficiency in just where you are right now in your marriage and in your relationship and to decide that you will enjoy it. Decide that right now in this moment, given the state of your marriage, like where you are is okay and you can find something to enjoy while you're also building and working towards creating an even better experience. And then the last thing that I'll just say in the vein of getting along is you like your husband, right? Like, I know it's almost like a silly thing to feel like you even need to say, but it is really important where you like him as an individual and you believe good things about him. And so you may be at a point where all your check boxes are not filled out in terms of how you want him to show up as a husband. And if that's the case for you, what I recommend is you just zoom out. Like, is he an okay human being? Is he a decent individual? Are there, generally speaking, good things about him, even if he's not meeting all of your expectations and is responsive to your needs as you would like for him to be as a husband? Is he a good 
child of God? Is he a good father? Just finding and searching and sort of tilting the scale in his favor to find reasons to like him. Okay. Now, I think it's important for us to talk about the value of getting along because I'm going to be honest. I know that for some of you, you know, things are so tense and you're so frustrated and you're so tired of being disappointed that even doing these things or finding the motivation and the interest in cleaning up your side of the street might not always be easily accessible. And so let's think about the value of getting along. It's actually a question I would just love for you to even ask of yourself. And when I say what's the value of getting along, it's really allowing you the opportunity to think about what's the impact? Like if we do get along better, then what? What does that mean for my day-to-day? What does that mean for how I go about my day? What does that mean for when I wake up in the morning if we're actually getting along? What does that mean as I'm getting ready for work or getting the kids ready? What does it mean for my work day? How are we interacting? What is the impact of getting along as I'm going about my work and trying to be a productive employee? What does it mean when we come home and we have dinner together? Like, what does it look like? And what does it feel like to actually be getting along? What is it like helping the kids with their homework or putting them to bed or cleaning up the kitchen? What does it look like after they're in bed? Like, what are we doing? And what am I thinking? And what am I feeling if we're just in this space of getting along? I really want you to just like, even if you need to pause this podcast right now and just think about it, like what would life look like and feel like and how would you operate if you guys were in this space of getting along? I think some of the things that I often hear for people really coming to me because they do want to get along is it just creates a healthy environment and a stable environment for your children. I think kids are the wisest, most intuitive creatures in the world, and they can sense when there is like a genuine connection and a genuine fondness and admiration and all of those positive connection points between you and your husband. And so when you are getting along, you're creating the environment for your children to thrive that you really want to be creating. I think also the value of getting along is it reduces your stress and it really helps you to be better in other areas of your life. One of the things I find so often is that when people aren't getting along and they're so frustrated and they're so unhappy in their marriage is it consumes their thinking. Like they're constantly distracted about what is their husband doing and what is he thinking and why is he being this way and why won't he change and what do you have to do to get him to understand? And that's a lot of emotional energy. That's a lot of brain power going to a problem. And when you are getting along it just reduces your stress. Like your mind is also available and free to be thinking about so many other things. 
And when you're able to do that, you can focus on other areas of life. You can be a better and a more present mother. You can be more productive in your career. You can start pursuing things that you really enjoy for the sake of enjoyment. And so this alone will totally enhance your entire life. The other thing in terms of the value of getting along is I think it really offers us the opportunity to be in alignment with who we want to be. And you don't have this sort of like mismatch between how you want your marriage to be and how it actually is. I think every single person expects to get along with their spouse when they get married. That is the point, right? You found someone that you love, that you feel like you can build a successful life with. And so whenever you're sort of out of pocket with that, your brain like just can't be settled. It feels like all is wrong in the world, right? We're not good and we should be good and I want to be good. And so it's very easy to just harp on that. And when you are getting along though, it's like everything just falls into place. Like all is right with the world. Like this feels easy. This feels good. This feels like something I want to be a part of. And then the last thing that I'll offer in terms of when I think about the value is it honors God and how he wants you to be. So in order for you and your husband to be getting along, at least 50% of that equation is you doing the things that I mentioned earlier, but really all that amounts to is you being your best and highest person, you being the best version of yourself, you being loving and kind and compassionate and loyal and all those things that we read about in the Bible that represent the qualities and the characteristics of Christ. Now, that being said, doesn't mean that it's easy, right? I think some of the biggest things that make it hard to get along and to at least attend to your side of the street of getting along is the other person. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that both of you are operating at your best and highest all of the time. And so there are times when you will be triggered. There will be things that you experience and that you perceive of your husband's actions or words that really, you know, make it difficult for you to rise up to your highest level. But I think whenever you find that is happening for yourself, The thing I want you to remember is then you've given away your power, right? When it feels hard for you to show up as your best, it's because your power and your control has been relinquished to him. So now he's holding everything and like you can't be your best because he's not being his best. It's like you've handed over your best qualities and you've just thrown them at him to take. (laughs) not throwing them at him in a positive way, but to take and to sort of hide. And now you don't have access to it. And I think the other thing is that when you find it really difficult to be the bigger person and to take the high road, it's because you're more attached to your beliefs. You're more attached to being right. And you're more attached to your ideas about 
how he should be and how he should be showing up more than you're committed to just being your best. And so I want you to just think about that because it's important to know you actually do have a choice that yes, it may be hard, but what I find is that the only reason it's hard or the only length of time that it's actually hard is the beginning. Because when you are focused on getting along, it's for you to feel better. Like that is the 100% guaranteed byproduct is you will feel better, right? It doesn't mean that he's all of a sudden going to start being the bigger person too, But what it does mean is that you feel better. You're able to access peace and you're able to access a little bit more contentment. And so you never want to let the fact that it feels hard keep you from trying because the reward is for you and will make you feel better. Okay. So I wanted to just offer you four quick strategies or ideas of what to do and how to do this getting along business, especially when not getting along might be more familiar to you. And so I think one of the most important things you can do first is to take care of yourself because it's so much easier to deal with triggers when you are deeply fulfilled in other areas of your life and where you're taking care of yourself. So I always ask my clients to really think deeply about what are the things that bring you joy? What are the places in your life where you have full control and you can sort of steer the ship towards what makes you happy? What are the things you need to do to love yourself more and to be happy and accepting and appreciative of yourself? Because when you can fill up your own sort of love tank or appreciation tank or whatever the case may be, you are much less likely to sort of respond negatively or in a very triggered way. Okay. So taking care of yourself is number one. The second thing is, I think it's important that you stop believing your husband is against you. There are so many times when I think people just have the wrong interpretation of situations where sometimes I'll ask my clients, I'm like, do you really think he woke up this morning and just decided to make your life miserable? Now, I know you're listening and you're chuckling and you're like, well, maybe he did, right? And of course, we know as just mature, rational human beings That's probably not the case. And so what needs to happen is for you to just adjust your lens, right? And usually when you're offended or when you feel like he's against you, it's because you have this trend towards feeling rejected or this trend toward feeling offended. And so the solution there first, again, is to take care of you where you go deeper into loving and accepting yourself so that you don't feel such a void if he does say something that you're naturally inclined to interpret as him being against you, right? The third thing is 
You really sometimes just need to have a safe and productive place to take your frustrations because a lot of the times why you're not getting along is because you're in conflict, because you're bringing things to him, you're bringing concerns to him, and he's not being as responsive as you want him to be. So then that makes you upset. So then you withdraw or you keep harping on it until you feel like he's getting it and it just creates more and more distance. And so sometimes it's important that you do create an outlet for you to not sort of stuff those feelings and stuff those emotions. And I suggest either journaling or calling a friend or even hiring a professional to help you. I often tell my own clients, I'm like, listen, I am your coach, but I am also your sounding board when you need to get something out. And the most productive thing for you to do is to get it out with me rather than taking it out on your husband. Okay, so it's important that you create an outlet for yourself. And then the last thing is to just forgive. I have been doing a deep dive into this concept of forgiveness. And I think sometimes when it comes to getting along with your spouse, part of the frustration and part of the disappointment is that they're just not showing up the way you want them to. And so a lot of times we make them wrong for that. We make it mean that they don't care enough, that they're not putting forth of an effort, that they don't care about what you need. And I don't think it's really helpful to ever harp on that and to spend a lot of time thinking those types of thoughts. What is more helpful is to just accept that maybe he doesn't have it to give right? So if he's not as empathetic, if he's not as emotionally responsive, if he's not as good a communicator as you, it's not a reason to indict him as a person. It is a reason to just consider like maybe he just doesn't have this skill set. Maybe it's not something he ever had an example of. Maybe it's not something he ever learned or ever realized that he even needed to learn. And you know, I attended a training not too long ago and one of the therapists there said like, sometimes people just don't have it to give. And just that thought alone, it was so loving and tender of like, I just don't have it to give. And I want you to imagine whether your husband is saying that in so many words or he's demonstrating that with his actions, what if he just doesn't have it to give? Like, can you forgive that? Can you stop judging him for his shortcomings and just look with compassion and love and search for understanding and just realize that maybe he just doesn't have that. Like maybe he just doesn't have it to give right now. And I don't have to be upset with him. I don't have to be angry with him about it, but I can just forgive him for not having something I really want him to have and forgive him for not being able to give me something that I really want to have. Okay. So that's what I have for you on the topic of getting along. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. I would love to hear how you're thinking about getting along, how this is helpful for you. So please go and leave a review and let me know what you thought of this conversation today. I also want to just let you know, like if what I've discussed here really resonated with you, if as we talked about 
what it looks like to get along, you feel for yourself like that's exactly what you're after and you're trying to do that and you keep getting stuck and you could use some help. I really want to invite you to reach out and to take me up on this opportunity to have a complimentary consultation with me. So this is a one hour call where you get to talk with me directly. You get to share with me what's happening in your marriage, where you find yourself stuck, what you've been trying and what's not working. And I will listen very carefully and then I will sort of create and map out a very specific plan for you and share with you exactly how I can help you get unstuck and get to a better place in your marriage where things feel easier and you and your husband are getting along better. So if that is you, if that feels like what you are looking for, I am absolutely the coach to help you do that. I will link in the show notes to my website where you can just click a couple of buttons and be scheduled directly into my calendar. You can do that yourself if you have a pen handy or just can remember easily. It's drshavon.com. So that's D-R-C-H-A-V as in Victor, O-N-N-E. There's a tab there that says work with me. There you will be able to book your appointment directly into my schedule and I would love to speak with you. All right, there you have it. Getting along. Useful information for you, for me, and hopefully my kids as well. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. I will be back with you soon. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.